You know, normally I don't give disclaimers on an episode, but I feel like this one kind of dictates based on what happened in this episode, a, a bit of a disclaimer at the top. There's a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of passion that is going on as you listen to this episode. Dark Web, for me, is not something that I was very keen on. You know, Paul is somebody that plays devil's advocate and tries to find the good in anything he reads. Uh, sometimes he can't. Sometimes he, sometimes, most times he can. And, and uh, there's a lot of uh, bantering and bickering back and forth. And there's a lot of uh, elevated emotions when it comes to the opinions that are expressed. But one of the reasons that I have liked having our cast the way it's been is that we're not just a cookie cutter group of guys that sit there and agree. We try to bring each bring something to the table and it's been really, really a lot of fun for the most part to do these shows. And so when we have an episode such as this, where it's a lot of passion and a lot of anger and it's not even anger at each other, it's just anger at the situation. It can kind of get a little heated and as a result, uh, I want to apologize for not, I feel like I, did, I don't know if I handled this episode necessarily in, in, a, in a manner of which that would have made it more conducive because it got to a point where we were, we were all talking in circles. I have not edited that portion of the show because I feel like that that's not fair to those that were a part of the show. Um, to me, I feel like you just you leave this debate as it is because I think that there's a lot of uh, points that were made and it's kind of hard to edit around that type of thing. Normally, if it's just something that's completely trash, I can edit it out, uh, you know, just take a chunk and just edit it. And I have done that in the past with other shows like Clone Saga Chronicles, but this one was live. And when you're doing a live program, sometimes you get uh, caught up in the, what you're doing in the moment. So I do want to apologize for the language that is used in this episode. There's a lot of cussing. <laughs> One of the things I tried not to do with this show was overly cuss um, just because I know there's been a lot of changes to YouTube recently. They're trying to make it more advertiser friendly, and I understand that. But we're not also not regulated by the FCC, and so I feel like you can get away with being a little more lib when it comes to your language. But, you know, we try to watch out. We try not to do too many, like, we try to keep it to a one F-bomb per episode, keep it at a pretty hard PG-13. But sometimes you just get, you know, to where you're cussing like a sailor and especially in this episode where you're getting a lot of passion and a lot of anger. So if you have not checked out our YouTube page, go to youtube.com slash radio network. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, let us know how we're doing by leaving us a comment in the comments. Uh, I try to respond to as many as I can. Sometimes I don't always get to, to the comments, but I try to respond to any comments that are left after the show. Of course, the standard disclaimer will be that these are live streamed over on YouTube.com. So there's going to be references to some visual aids and or live comments. So check that out and the disclaimer as is. If you like this program, if you like how this episode goes, be sure to leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. You can, you know, leave a review on places like Apple and Google Podcasts or Podcast Addict. I know you can leave reviews there. If you do leave a review, I have the ability to find the reviews on, on uh, multiple platforms now, so I can read those reviews on a future episode. If you want your voice to be heard, you can always leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631. You can always leave us an email, of course, at spideyradionetwork at gmail.com. We are looking for new blood, uh, so if you want to be a part of the show, specifically if you're a female and you're looking to get you're, you're into comics and you want to have a an outlet and a voice. Not that I'm discounting Kelly. I just know that she does a lot with crawl space. So you know, we kind of keep those things separate as much as we can. Um, all that being said, 
Uh, I also, the final thing I'm going to mention here before we get started is that this, and we talk about it at the end of the episode, but I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, Neil's departure on this episode after, post, after this episode has nothing to do with what happened on this episode. So anybody that's worried about, you know, him and Paul, you know, having a lot of passion between each other and a lot of fire between each other, that had nothing to do with Neil's departure. Neil's departure is entirely because of books of X and um, just taking a step back because he's not enjoying the books. And, you know, if you're not enjoying, if you're not enjoying the books, it's there's I, I don't want to force anybody to continue doing a show uh, talking about a topic that they're not going to enjoy. Uh, I did that for a number of years on Crawl Space. And, and while I enjoyed my time on Crawl Space, it did not make it easier when I was, you know, reviewing the books. It made it harder because it's easy to sit there and just seep in the negativity and just sit there and shoot try not to be thoughtful when it comes to your opinions. So all that being said, I've literally spent the last now five and a half minutes kind of giving you a mea culpa. So uh, we'll wrap up this opening statement here with this. I am so thankful to our patrons for pay- for their for their subscriptions. Uh, they continue to help out the show, but I'm also really p- thankful for all you guys that continue to download the show, uh, continue to support the show, that, that say, hey, I'm glad you have a new show. Uh, there's people that are discovering the fact that, you know, I'm still podcasting every single day. And uh, so it's always nice to have that audience that I that knows me and, and loves me or hates me. You know, I know there's some people that hate me uh, come over and, and listen to the show. So if this is your first time, uh, this is a highly charged, passionate episode. So sit back, enjoy this audio edition of the Spidey Dude Experience, the finale of Dark Web. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spidey Dude or Chasm Dude Experience. I'm Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster and host of the program. Tonight, we are uh, going to be covering the finale of Dark Web. Uh, issues 18 of Amazing Spider-Man and Dark Web finale number one. We also got some major announcements we're going to be making at the beginning of this here episode. So really looking forward to that. Uh, before we get started, we've got to thank our patrons. Patreon.com slash Spidey Dude Network. Patrons such as Vinkman, Scott, Greg, Kegar, Phoenician, Kale, Georgia, Jessica, Catherine, Cindy, Jurgen, Laura, and our newest Patreon member, Master Dameron. Uh, thank you guys for your support. And... Uh, all the all, all the stuff that you guys do with over at patreon.com slash network uh, gotta thank those patreon subscribers each and every episode uh, before we get started gotta make our usual disclaimer this is going to have potentially visual aids and or live comments so be sure to uh, pay it no mind if you're listening to the audio edition of the show come join us over at youtube.com slash radio network be sure to give us a like, share, and subscribe. Or if you're listening to us on that audio edition, give us those five-star reviews and leave us reviews and we'll play them on a future episode. Voicemail line, of course, is 818-925-6631. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get started. I am Zach Joyner, your friendly neighborhood webmaster. Uh, as we get going, and I'm joined by uh, Manny Pryor's boy toy himself, Neil Bogenreiter. Yeah, it's me. It's Havoc. Let's go. <laughs> so um, this episode, obviously, being the uh, uh, the dark web finale, it's our first episode of, of February. Um, I'm going to get the uh, audio editions caught up. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of internet issues, so um, don't ever and freezing and freezing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 
luckily, you know, I, 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 you're you're a little further north than I am. I'm, I'm closer to the coast, so it's been about in the f- mid 40s. Uh, yeah, but it's been very me, wet. Let me check the weather where I am. That's no, OneDrive. <laughs> okay, let me check. Let me check my uh, temperature. It is 39 degrees. So, yeah, so it's you're just a little <laughs> cold. Oh, lordy. It is a little cold. Uh, a very happy birthday, by the way, to Ron Friends. We are recording this on his birthday. Uh, I do want to mention here off the top, Make Mine made a next week going to be the uh, big interview between myself, Kelly, and the three-headed uh, brain trust of of Mayday Parker, Pat Olive, Ron Friends, and Tom DeFalco. King Ghidorah, the, the King the King Ghidorah of MC2, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Kelly's cringing somewhere for no reason. Um, but yes, this is uh uh this is Spider Dude Experience. We're gonna be obviously talking about the regular comics. Um <clears throat> we've got two issues tonight that we're gonna be covering, but first we do need to talk about uh, a little something that's uh we've been talking about for a while. Yeah, this is actually something we've been talking about for like months now, but we kind of solidified it at the beginning of the year. So, so, uh, Neil has a bit of an announcement. Neil, I'm going to let you, uh, Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I'm going solo. Um, okay. So a bit sudden, but this is my last episode of the Spidey dude experience. Um, yeah, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of factors that kind of led to that decision. Um, I was trying to explain myself. You're being an asshole. <laughs> Shit like that. Um, but th- there's a couple of things that uh, led to this decision. Uh, the first was, um, if you have noticed, my apathy to the current Amazing Run has been broadly noticeable. Uh, for a while, and I, and I feel like I've got. Um, I don't really feel like I have anything unique left to contribute to the uh, discourse, and and the reason we actually withheld it for as long as we did, um, we we just didn't want people to think that it was because of the altercation that occurred last episode. So um, we just wanted to kind of put that aside. It wasn't because of that. This has been in, this has been kind of in the in the works far longer than that episode was recorded. So it got a little testy last episode. So I know that there are going to be people that are going to think that it was because of that. It's not because of that. It's not. And the guys are not here. They're just, they're running behind. Um, yeah. Okay. But we, but, but, but I just want to make sure that everyone was aware that there wasn't, that wasn't a reason why I'm leaving. Um, I'm also leaving to one. I have a full-time job now, so I don't have as much time. I have to kind of figure out where I'm standing on things. Um, additionally, I, um, am taking more of a producer role behind the scenes. I'm going to be working on scheduling logistics and design for the entire site, um, figuring out the design language for each show and how it fits into the broader, uh, Spidey dude radio network design language. Um, so that's going to be taking more time away. And I'm also going to be show running books of X, uh, Zach and Kelly will be regular, if not the current, uh, hosts, but, as of as of now, that is kind of my big show that I'm show running. So that takes a lot more of my time to coordinate and uh, schedule out recordings for that show. 
as well as do the reading material for those episodes. So we thought it was best that, you know, I kind of take my leave of Spidey Dude experience, uh, leave leave at kind of a point where my apathy couldn't go any lower, <laughs> and <laughs> use that use that to send me to newer heights. You know, let, let me get a little inside baseball here. On that other show that I have uh, was associated with for a very long time, there was moments and times where I kept doing the show, but not enjoying the books. It's because I liked being here, or liked being there, or liked you know doing the show. But I didn't like doing the books. And I've always said that if you're not enjoying the content of what you're covering, there is going now, there is sometimes where you're reveling in how bad it is. Trust me, Clone Saga Chronicles is full of this. Um however, if you're completely apathetic and it's you're not even finding the joy in, in, in the bad then there's no reason to continue doing the show just to do the show. So with that being said, we are going to have a, a fourth chair open. And we are going to be looking for people to fill that role. Um, don't know what that entails yet. Um, but I am looking forward to kind of um, reaching out to people that I feel like might want to do something and, and have a little bit more um, diversity in terms of, of, um, of opinion opinion. Yeah. Because, you know, right now me and especially with this story, me and uh, Neil over here. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I always get that backwards. Uh, no, me and Neil I get it. Very apathetic towards the Ben Riley elements, and I think a little bit with Adam too. Welcome Adam to the show, by the way. He popped in here just a minute ago. Um, so all that being said, um, we are looking to fill that fourth chair. Um, so if you are interested in joining the Spidey Dude Radio Network family, reach out to me. Email. Um, you can always find me on the social medias, but my email is network and gmail.com. Uh, that way you guys can um, come talk about it. So I can officially delete the Broken Rider Variety Hour uh, graph <laughs> bit that I had up there. Um, but like I say, um, and also, this is, all, this is, all this is amicable. We, we came to this decision a while back. This was just kind of the time we decided to uh, announce it. We had talked about this at the beginning of Dark Web. Um, actually we've been talking about this since like November just because we realized kind of the, yeah. the scale of everything we were working on and and look this has been a lot the fact that we've had the same roughly the same cast um, for almost two and a half years now is a pretty good accomplishment so the fact that we haven't had anybody leave and there hasn't been any hard feelings and stuff like that uh, well there's been a little hard feelings but um, that's, the not the, that's, not the, that's not the reason why I'm leaving the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the fact that, um, you know, we've done, we've covered a couple of hundred issues now of the book. No, not a, not a couple hundred. It's been like a hundred ish. It's basically, it's basically been a hundred. 
No, nope, we have yet. covered 100. It's over 100. Yeah, so we, we started with uh, 801, and now we're at, what, 8? Excuse me, 912. So the fact that we've covered over 100 issues, not to mention the <laughs> issues, not to mention the uh, one-shots and the special oh, issues. The, sin, the, sin, the Sins Rising. The... Yes, yeah, Sins of Norman Osborne and Sins Rising. The Sinis- and, oh, and Sinister War and yeah, all of that. Sinister. Yeah, so so we've covered you know probably 130 issues, I would say, really easily. Um, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty good accomplishment for a you know yeah excuse me it was 802 sorry Vankman thank you Vankman uh, no, and, and that's, yeah it was the bad stuff uh, in the Clone Saga was fun to make fun of yes it was uh, here have, I'm gonna put some antifreeze in my drink. Oof. Oof. We'll miss you on SDE, Vinkman says, but I'm definitely looking forward to what Neil's are going to bring on Books of X. Kelly I is do. here for support, Neil, so it's all good. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, again, Kelly's in the comments. Happy birthday to our friend, Ron Friends. Uh, we will see him next week on Make Mine Mighty. There we go. All right. You did it. <laughs> well, I have to make sure that that you know, we, we promote that. Uh, yeah, that's that, that people that. know. Yeah, the people need to know. They do. Uh, if you subscribe, you, you already, and you got on the YouTube page, you've already seen it. If you're on Facebook, you've already seen it. So we'll be promoting that more starting tomorrow, kind of ramping up. So you'll see me talk about that pretty incessantly for the next week. So, um, Kelly says, thank you, Zach. Uh, so, um, really look at, like I say, all right, so here we are. It's dark. It's dark web finale. Um, <laughs> we, it's the we final heard countdown. Where there's a lot of this. All right. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> the video gets removed immediately. It's gonna. Oh my god, we just screwed ourselves. This video is gonna get demonetized. Like when the minute we get monetized, you're done. You use music. Bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, for those that know the reference to that, that is uh, Magic from. Uh, I don't even remember the band. It's the just the opening bit from for. Oh song. oh oh! It's magic. They use that. Oh, <laughs> they use the melody for Ozempic now. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with that. <laughs> they probably bought, They probably own the song. <laughs> they probably paid a lot of money to, to yeah. use that as. But yes, I remember. I've I've heard that. Thank you, American pharmaceutical industry. You truly are one of a kind. Oh. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Speaking of crappy institutions, on. let's talk about dark web. Um, so, okay, you, you want me to narr- You want me to do a little bit of a recap? Yeah, let's do a bit of a recap. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna be texting Paul while you're doing that, seeing if he's gonna. Paul, get in here now. We need discourse. Actually, uh, it's like I'm all discoursed out. <laughs> Ooh, after last after. What two weeks ago on the episode? Was two weeks ago? Or the last Jesus. episode. Forgot that would be my. Story. That was my fault. Sorry, I forgot to turn <laughs> off my ringtone. It's fine. Got All right, guys. Yes. I can doodle when I get bored. <laughs> um. Okay. Pilot. So. Apparently, yeah. the pilot. Okay. So dark, or not dark web. As Amazing Spider-Man number eighteen, a dark web tie-in. Uh, 
written by Zeb Wells, ink pencils by Ed McGinnis, inks by Cliff Rathburn, and colors by Marcio Menez and um, Eric Arseniego. Okay, I guess Paul's not coming on then. Um, I just got the text. Yeah, I saw so it. so after a tribute to uh, Carlos Pacheco, who God damn, can you? Can, oh, can you hear the notifications on y'all's end? I, I could, yes. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, so af- after a tribute to Carlos Pacheco, who sadly passed away, I believe, in 2022. Yes. Yeah, it was a couple I months guess, ago. Like, at, at the, like, literal end of the year. So, like, just one more uh, knife and twist of the knife. That was 2020 Part 3. Um, Madeline <laughs> Pryor, who is now good, I guess, um, says, Hey, X-Men, wait here. I'm going to go talk to Baja Blast. Uh, she goes to Ben, who is sulking under... Oh, the... Baja Blast is, that's Ben. Okay. Yeah, ben Ben Riley is Baja Blast. Um, who typed in this dark web story was just a... Who typed that in? I, I don't know. Just keep going. Okay. So anyways... It's, a ghost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the ghost of Spidey Dude's past. Yes. Um, Coming to haunt you, Neil. <laughs> oh, crap. It's going to fall me to Books of X, isn't it? Yes, it um, is. So Baja Blast and Janine, I'm not even gonna call her Hollow's Eve because she's done nothing. She's done nothing with it in this book except for like one thing. Um, she and Ben are hanging out under the under the soul fruit tree, and Ben's like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna get him this time. I promise." Man, it's like, "No, just stop, stop. What are you doing? It's over." Jerry Dugan, he solved the plot. <laughs> Jean, Jean, Gray, Jean Gray, she she copy pasted her memories into my head. The plot's been solved. We can do the same for you. And Ben decides, no, I'm going to be an irrational little child. I'm going to run away. And um, Janine uh, says, you know, it's okay. We take care of ourselves. We always do. Start the credits page. We cut back to Limbo, where we we see Peter teaming up with everyone's favorite battle toad, Wreck Rap. Um, we'll talk about him later, but he's kind of the best part of the issue. I'm not going to lie. That's the sad part. Um, so Peter yes. and Peter and Peter and Recrap uh, go up against the Insidious Six, and Recrap shows off his strange abilities. He uses finger guns to shoot um, to shoot web bullets at the Insidious Six. Who's echoing? That was me. Sorry, I was trying to share the stupid thing on my phone. It's not working. All right. Okay. My um, bad. I can I can do internet. Yes, Continue. Can. Um, and Recrap also uses his spider signal as I guess a gun. I'm not sure if it's like just a projection or if it's like a bullet that comes out of his uh, spider of uh, his spider signal. But um, it, we cut back to um, Maddie saying that she's going to command her trip her troops back to Limbo, and Janine says that um, you know. You have something I. You have something that uh, we want. Uh, maybe your power deserves someone with a little less responsibility. Once again, stealing Kane's line and giving it to Ben Riley. Um, I don't know what the obsession is with giving him the all the power, no responsibilities line, but I don't like it. Nope. So, so it cuts back to uh, Recrap making several different automatopias for uh, his finger guns, as. Uh, Peter leads uh, Robbie, Jonah, and I. Is that Ben on the left side? 
behind Robbie in that panel where they're running out of limbo? I, I think it, another, it looks like another, another it looks like Ben Urich. It does. It does kind of look like ben. ben Urich. But like I don't. But they never said he was there. It was just yeah. Robbie and Jonah. So where did he come from? Uh, I, I guess he got to hell too. Thanks. Um, and Jonah, Jonah, Jonah scares off chicken shit here by uh, pretending to be a demon, and he says, "I'm going to bite your head off." And uh, Jonah says he thinks I'm one of them, and Robbie says, "I don't think that's something to be proud of." Uh, and Peter says, "We're getting out of here. Come on, Battle Toad, you're coming with us." Unfortunately, Recrap decides to follow him. Uh, back at the tree of soul fruits, Ben is saying, like, you know, I was going to convince Peter. I was going to beg him to eat the fruit. But because Manny doesn't like me anymore, um, they've all rotted away. Just like my mind, it's all hollow. I forgot who was in charge. And Janine says, was in charge, yes. And she gives him uh, Maddie's scythe of sorrows. And... He becomes Devil Man from the 1972 Devil Man anime and says, "All hail King Chasm." He looks stupid. Um, everyone gets out into the um, portal. Everyone runs towards the portal for um, back to back to New York from Limbo before a giant blast appears, and so does King Chasm with Hollow's Eve. Peter says, "Congrats on making yourself even weirder, Ben." Let's make it about me and you, I guess. Rec Rap tries to uh, save Peter from getting swatted aside, but he gets tossed around too. And Ben turns into an Elden Ring villain and says, Today we march in the Overlands. At Central Park, uh, Ben's tower, I, I guess it's a tower, appears in the sky, um, and all is doomed. Peter wakes up and uh, is greeted by Jonah and the X-Men, and the only thing that really made me uh, really laugh in this issue was Rec Rapper introducing himself to the X-Men. And Peter says, please ignore him. And Cyclops just says, yeah, okay. Um, Maddie offers Spider-Man to join her. And the issue ends. In a page that is very obviously supposed to be Venom there, there's Rec Rap. <laughs> Rec Rap. Um, okay. Grades. Let's go around the horn. Let's give our grades. I want to hear, hear Adam's grade first. I think he might be the most positive out of all of us. I kind of want to hear his grade. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I'd give it maybe a B minus. Ooh, you're Ooh. way kind of the nice one. Okay. You might be or like a C, like a B minus C plus ish. You might maybe. you might be weighing Ed McGinnis a lot harder than I am. <laughs> I mean, I think the art's really good. Yeah, we'll talk about that. The art is definitely the thing carrying this book. Um, but, uh, it's not yeah. pronounced recrap. It's pronounced rec rap. I understand recrap was an easy, like low hanging fruit, but come on. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, again, you know, rec rap's the MVP. <laughs> uh, I do like. I I said it before. Like, I like these knock off sinister six demons mm -hmm. um i don't <laughs> i think that the uh the king chasm thing is dumb but i actually like how the uh design his costume is cleaned up a little bit 
you know, it's a little he doesn't, more... he doesn't have like the oozing Mountain Dew coming out. Yeah, of him. like yeah. it's a little more minimal, and it it looks pretty good, barring like the wings and the the Devil Man mask. I don't know. What, hang on, let me pull up a picture of. I don't. Zach, have you ever seen the Devil Man anime? It does look honestly a lot. Um, the Jonah line is pretty good when he scares the chicken demon. I don't know why I um, called him chicken shit. That made no sense. Well, because he actually ends up being scared of him and runs away. Oh, yeah. Um, the Cyclops line is pretty funny when Spidey says to ignore him. and Just ignore him. Cyclops yeah. is like, all right. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's kind of... Behold like, King Chasm. I like uh, I like <laughs> Redcraft's powers. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. So to build off of that, my grade is a D plus, probably a C minus. Yeah. And Rec Rap is the MVP of the issue. He, tonally, tonally, he fits. He doesn't fit in at all. Yeah, but it's but but he's still fun. the most interesting character to to read. Kind of just because he's. So he's eager so absurd. He's so absurd, help. and his and his personality bounces off of Peter's. Yeah. So ob- it's ob- it's kind of like a it's like a it's almost like a Deadpool thing, <laughs> but he's not really Deadpool like at all. He's like more. I almost feel like he's more charming than Deadpool, but like <laughs> in this case, Peter's the straight man, and this is just like a you know eager to please demon that's trying to help out his new best friend. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think if Rec Rap was in a in a more tonally appropriate story, he'd be a lot better. As yeah. as is, he's like the one shining nugget in this piece of crap. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. I, 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 you, you you nailed it on the head with like all all your pros and cons. Um, and it I just I I, it does it just doesn't really offend me, you know, to give it too low of a grade like it's not i mean it's a it's a quick read and it's you know that helps (laughs) i think i think for me it's more aggravation that this is apparently the story zeb wells has been wanting to tell this was like the big one he wanted to do yeah i mean it doesn't doesn't have that it just doesn't have that weight to it that he said it would the problem is is i feel i just feel like this was the wrong story to tell uh this was the wrong avenue to take the ben versus peter chasm versus spider-man thing the, yeah, that, the, the weird that X-Men, the weird x-men yeah. tie-in felt unnecessary and we'll talk that's, about that later that's my big i'd say that's my big con with this whole arc is like if you want to do ben is the villain and peter is reluctantly fighting him trying to find a way to save him etc etc like i think there were other ways to have Peter, Peter, have Ben try to get his memories back from Peter that doesn't involve this X-Men Inferno redux. Here's the thing, by, by accident, X-Men, the X-Men tie-in solved the plot for this right. entire story. Because like, I mentioned in last episode that Jean Grey literally solved the plot by copy-pasting her soul memories into Maddie's head. And now Maddie is good, I guess. And faces, no, consequen- and yeah, faces no consequences of. for her actions. Um, yeah, but, but now we have to make Ben act like an irrational child to keep the plot moving forward. Like he goes, like he goes out of his way to like, no, I don't want the easy solution. I want things to be difficult. I want Peter to suffer for what he did to me. It's not, 
I'm sorry, this is not Ben. This makes more sense of it's Spider Side. I know there's been like a theory about it being potentially um, Spider Side as opposed to Ben. Uh, they could definitely would, do that. It's it, it's very JMD, easy. The JMD Mini set that up more or less. Uh, but frankly, uh, this one, you know, I I remember when I read this a couple of weeks ago. I or what was it? A couple weeks ago or last week? Was it last week? It was last week. Last week. Feels like a couple weeks ago. That's just how my life's been going. Um, when I read this last week, I just remember one. I got spoiled because some certain um, wasn't my fault. I promise. I mean, I no, think it, it was everywhere. <laughs> like the 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 whole demon, like him becoming the the, the king, king chasm him, splash, him, him becoming yeah. devil man, <laughs> uh, got circulated quite a bit over on. Um, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And so right I, I don't dislike the design. The the wings are kind of mm, Okay. All right. my, my, my take on my take on it is if you gave him more black, it would be a bit better. I think the main issue is just too much purple. Yeah, that and I think also I, I don't necessarily love the eyes. I, I've never been a squinty eyed spidey guy, so so like it, I, I'd like to see it maybe with bigger eyes. Uh, in terms of a concept, I'm like, all right, fine. This is kind of dumb, but okay. This is we're we're at the we're at the you know we're at the almost to the end of this story, so maybe there'll be some redeeming value in, in the next issue. So for me, this is this is a D minus, mm. um, because I just feel like that this again, if this is the story he wanted to tell, it's not a story that I wanted to be a part of. <laughs> okay um i've enjoyed a lot more elements of, of zeb wells's run but this and the and the mystery box element have been certainly the two things that i've been have gave me a lot of pause i am at the point when it comes to this that i am i i am i'm ready for the event to be over and i have not heard i have not said that since you know kind of I, I think the last time i said that was uh probably in during the end of beyond um but i, I was ready for it um and janine again um felt like this was just a backdoor pilot to do this whole you know mini series i will talk about like, that i'll talk about that next issue because that definitely is like hey here's the pilot for my um yeah she actually did shit in the next issue so it was intentional to rip off Chernabog from Fantate. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> so um <laughs> look, at, look at this. Mark I mean the the, the, the the head is like <laughs> it's like it's not even like they didn't even try to make it look different. It's almost the head the exact is very thing. similar. The, the the wings are straight up. I here's what I expect Hasbro to do. They're gonna come out with a deluxe version of this. The King they're, gonna Jazz. The, they're gonna use the venom mold from uh Kate's run with the wings old they're going to get a give him a new head sculpt and they're going to use the wings and they're going to charge like 50 bucks for it mm-hmm. okay now will i buy it no probably not yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will okay i will probably buy the because uh, there's it's rumored that the beyond suit's going to be out there or may, possibly the chasm suit um coming out uh i will 
potentially buy that Marvel Legend when it comes, but I, I just I can't justify paying for that character to support something that I I obviously uh, am so uh, against. So, all right, well, it's uh, all right, Maddie Pryor's boy toy. Let's do the let's do the finale. Oh, speak! You're gonna love this because this issue is basically just the X Men versus Chasm. Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we need you here because I, you needed to explain half this shit to me because I'm going. I yeah. think I read the first two issues of the X Men part. Um, the third issue is actually really good, but like, if you didn't read that, you're gonna be really confused. And they're both, and that's kind of one of my to kind of cheat a bit and skip ahead. One of my cons of this issue is that it kind of requires you to have read everything else when Niccolo did promise us that this would be and you only have to read amazing spider-man to know what's going on but that has never been the case as far as i've seen in this uh, i think for me the only thing that was like oh okay that's out of nowhere was the venom thing we're gonna get all we're gonna get all we're gonna get a lot of that in this while you're you're doing this recap i'll do it his new groove (laughs) <laughs> Eddie Brock's new groove. All right. Dark Web Dawn. Okay, so it's weird because this issue is technically billed as Dark Web Finale, mm-hmm. but in internally it is called Dark Web Dawn number one. Right. And it was actually on the checklist, it was that until this last ASM issue, I think. Yeah, and, then it be, and then it got retroactively made into Dark Web Finale number one. It's weird. I don't know if there was like yeah. a logistical error. They might have thought, maybe they thought people would be confused. I don't know. I don't know. Somehow. Okay. So the art is, so the book is uh, Zeb Wells, Adam Kubert, and Francesco Mortorino. Is that how you pronounce it, Adam? Let me see. I need to bring it up again. I think it's, I think it's Mortorino. But Uh, also, um, sorry. Yeah, Scott, uh, Scott Hanna on inks and colors by uh, Frank Martin and Guru EFX. So the issue begins. Oh, sorry. I think, I think it's I think it's Mortarino. Yeah. Okay. So the issue begins in New York Symbi, New York Symbi, New York City in the Limbo Annex, where we see the demon mailbox. Because uh, that was a funny gag. Ha ha! So funny. Um, and. Ben and Janine are reflecting on the fact that they never had a, a Christmas in New York uh, and they've never really had much money for presents, but this year they're going to spoil themselves or they have spoiled themselves. Um, and they got the same thing because of the Scythe of Sorrows. They got New York City. And uh, Ben decides, you know what? This usually happens after the war is over, but we're going to cheat and have a parade. Uh, so after the title's page, the heroes are they in limbo or are they in New York? Because it looks like they're in limbo, but I can't really I, tell. There's, so, I think they're supposed to be in New York now. I thought because they're surrounded by like pointy rocks, and that to me kind of screams limbo. But I, right. I guess the point is that the that the line is blurred so much that it's not really it doesn't really matter. But I thought well, in the last issue, weren't they like leaving limbo to go save New York? Yeah, I was kind of confused by that because at the end of the issue, they don't actually show a location. Mm-hmm. Ben and Janine are in New York, but like they they bring the castle into the um into New York, but they never explicitly say where 
uh, Peter and Rec Rap and the Daily Bugle cast when I think it's just implied they went to the to the uh, shitty blue and orange void that the colorist forgot to actually put detail into. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter and Maddie are going back and forth arguing about what they should do about Chasm. Uh, the X Men are kind of like you know this is this is kind of between them. We'll leave them at. We'll stay out of this. And um, Maddie says it's going to be tough. I hope everyone's ready for a fight. And the Cyclops says, oh, that's my cue. We can do a fight. And uh, <laughs> actually keep going. <laughs> that actually kind of was a line that went really hard. Uh, too bad it's in this story. Uh, <laughs> so back in New York limbo, the Insidious Six are marshalling around King Chasm and Hallow's Eve. Uh, and then the X-Men just show up. Screw you, I guess. This is- This issue is kind of just screw you, don't think about it, the issue. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The, the Insidious Six charge into battle against the X-Men, and uh, they see Maddie, and all of a sudden, Bedlam appears! Hey, remember that Venom had a tie into this book? Me neither, but here he is anyways, because fuck you. Um, I know. Well, it had to happen eventually. We get one per episode. That's my one. I know. Um, it's your last F-bomb the show yeah it's, it's a fitting one too um bedlam goes into battle and he's in he's he he ho hoing his way through uh countless swaths of demons and uh oh it, it's spider-man that's right he's a character in this book um and hallow's eve puts on a werewolf mask uh and peter's like you know what rec rap you can take the werewolf and spider-man just disappears he just runs away um meanwhile the x-men are fighting the insidious six and cyclops uses uh magic's portals to uh summon to send away the insidious six taking away any climb any uh stakes this issue had uh havoc is here now in his boy toy getup, which is weird and he doesn't even do anything he just stands there next they make a big deal out of him like showing up to to join the fight but he just stands next to maddie as uh, the X-Men lead the charge. Um, you'll notice that Forge and Sink are here now, even though they weren't in tie-in issues. I guess they just regrouped out of nowhere. Sure, okay. And uh, Peter gets the crap beat out of him by uh, King Chasm, because I guess he just reappeared out of nowhere. Uh, Peter gets, for whatever reason, Peter gets Tom and Jerryed by Chasm's scythe. He just gets like swung around like a cartoon character. Um <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, oh yeah, Gold Goblin, Miss Marvel. These characters were in this book too. You want to explain how they got here? Figure it out for yourself, buddy. Um, the the one characters who aren't here are MJ and Black Cat, because I guess no one really cared. Um, there's a really weird page where like half of it is right side up, but the other half you have to turn the book sideways to read it. I don't know why they did that. But, I was wondering if that was just like an error on my on my copy or yeah. That, that. No, it's it's everyone's. It's on the digital edition. Um basically every, everyone assembles uh Avengers style and Cyclops, Gene, and Sync use the three beam attack from Avengers Endgame to uh defeat Chasm. Uh Chasm says, we're not winning this fight. And he says, I'm sorry, Janine. 
uh, I love you, stay safe. And he sends her into a portal. Uh, and then he loses. Like, Bet he gets rid of Bedlam, but Maddie takes control of the scythe and magic tears him away from it. And uh, they take, they uh, capture Chasm. He, he gets taken into custody. And uh, Maddie says, we're going to solve this little diplomacy. For whatever reason, it's spring now. Woo! Yay! Um, the entire know, place we wasted just for it to say fucking spring. Hey, uh, this is your one. There's going to be a um, lot of F. Just, just, just know this. So in a Krakoa prison, it, it, I guess it's Krakoan, but they never really explicitly say it. I'm just kind of going off uh, context clues. Peter goes to Ben and says, hey, so Jean Grey's literally in the next room over. You want to copy paste my memories into you and, you know, kind of get away from being Chasm? Uh, ben puts on his Chasm mask and says, here's the middle finger to you, Spider-Man. He doesn't actually say it, but he kind of takes on his mask and says, this this isn't the real Ben Riley." Um, and the prison guard takes Peter out. And I don't know. Uh, Jean doesn't offer to solve the plot like she did in the X-Men tie-in. Because it's Zeb Wells writing and not Jerry Dugan. Uh, Havoc leaves the X-Men to be Maddie's, I guess, liaison to uh, Limbo. And Maddie opens the Limbo embassy to New York. No more hiding. The end. Okay. Mailbox is still there. <laughs> hey, the mailbox. That I don't know why Wells thinks that joke is funny. That joke stopped being funny with the freaking uh, free conversation almost a year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, Zach, you, you wanna um, you wanna take the lead on this one? Give me your grade. Uh, this, uh, it's a D minus. Freaking! It's the only reason is because it's Adam, Adam Kubert, and he actually I felt like I liked his artwork better in this issue. Yeah, than I did it. agree. Yeah. Agree. Uh, yep. So, so that's the only reason that this is not a, a complete and total fail. How Ben? This is where the X Men element, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm going to be on books of X, so I'll be able to understand a lot more, a lot of it no, more better. Won't. No, uh, you won't. Lot, I don't <laughs> even understand it. Um, a lot of it I will understand maybe in. A little better because I'll, I'll be able to brush up on my X-Men history in general. But the fact is, is this is a, this is an event that much like the event tie-in issues didn't need to happen. And yet we have had X-Men all over this run. For no reason. For no reason. And, and again, um, the X-Men have to come bail Spider-Man out of his own book. Uh, there's no Avengers. I don't know what the hell the Avengers are, are during this particular period of time. Off to um, whatever Jason Aaron wants them to. Like, like you said with, with the last issue, the resolution was there. You have the plot element that you could effing use. And you don't do it because plot demands it. I mean, you asked, you asked me via text earlier today, like, is there any reason that Ben would be doing this? No! Characterization wise, this makes no sense. And this is where I, I, I do wish that 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 Paul was here, but he hasn't read the books yet, so he's he's running behind and it's fine. Um but come on guys. Like 
you have a you have the ability to resolve this, but instead you are so devoted and so <laughs> um married to your 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 edgy son. Ben Riley. You were you were you had to move the goalposts to keep Ben Riley edgy. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even like a a, a justified decision. You could see like. You could you could see where like a solution was invented, and uh, Nick Lowe was like, "Oh shit, we got We got to keep this plot going. Uh, give him a reason not to do it. Go." Again, this is where I, I I run into the problem with with this particular direction with Ben. This makes no sense character wise. You have to strip. Peter is trying legitimately to help him throughout this entire thing, and he's basically throwing a giant whiny ass tinner temper tantrum. Like he's t- like he's a three year old. This is this a guy. This is even like an like a rational like like in a an irrational like schizo mode. Change like Paul was he's just sad, he's just him. Yeah, it's this is I, where and I, and, I, and I wish Paul was here because I'm I'm replying directly to like things he he'd probably say about chasm, and I don't want to do it in bad faith, but um, to to me like it's not Ben acting irrationally. It's it's just Ben throwing a temper tantrum because they need to keep the plot going. And uh, honestly, too, look, I I was hoping that we would get to a resolution by the end of this, but now we're back to basically Ben is now in limbo, like literally in limbo, not figuratively, but literally. No, he's in. He's in. The, he's in like the weird tower that I guess they just said yeah. screw you to zoning laws too. Yeah, like <laughs> that was an expensive ass building. Uh, that Krakoa money is it must be doing well for you. Emma, Emma, uh, Emma, Emma Frost checkbook is just burning right now. Yeah, like uh, Ms. Mar Ms. Marvel had no point in this. Venom was to move the Al Ewing plot along to explain why Eddie splits into Bedlam. Uh. Oh, and that's that's the other Venom stuff. Yeah, so uh, again, I'm not paying attention to anything that, that for the most part, that, that Venom's been doing. It, it, the, 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 there's time paradox elements. Um, it really... It really, really upsets me when I look at what they could have done with Ben and what they actually ended up doing. Um, I just, it really, and there's people are like, I'm done with this run because of this, because of this event and they're pissed off. And and, and honestly, it has felt like that this has been a giant colossal waste of everybody's time because it's a 30 to $30 just for ASM. This just for ASM, it was thirty bucks. You sat there and you 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 know d- dove into all the tie-ins. You're probably paying sixty. It's like for this event to end like a wet noodle when you could have done so much more with it. And that's where my di- honestly, that's where my uh, being upset and mad and angry and disappointed. I'm at the I'm at the point of just being purely disappointed. I am I'm so apathetic now to what this editorial staff and this writer is going to do with Ben that I don't you care. Me, you got, you got me to leave the book. That's, that's how, you know, you messed up. You got me to stop reading the book. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I stuck through beyond 
and, and I was really, I was, I was pissed about how that ended. Um, this could have been. Ray, hang on, real quick. Radiant had a great point. Madeline got away with everything. She faced no consequences for her actions at all. I, it's, it's like us uh, that meme of Steven Universe going to Hitler and saying, "It's okay, guys. He's sorry." <laughs> Madeline just says, oh, I'm sorry for bringing hell to Earth. And right. she, she, she gets away with it. She wins. She gets she gets to win. Not only that, she gets to win. But then Ben, what's his punishment? He goes and sits into a, 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 in a freaking jungle? Like, Palm that's his punishment? In a, in a Palm Springs swamp. <laughs> oh, I get to mopey and emo? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's not a punishment. I used to work in prison. Trust me, I know what punishment looks like. I get okay. I get the point of like why they put him in a Palm Springs swamp is because the demons don't know anything and the demons are fucking stupid, so they the, can't do the anything. Demons right. don't under. I, I mean, I took it as you know the demons. The idea is like peace and tranquility for demons is chaos. So when it's like, oh, you know, we're you know put him in a chaotic situation they give him a peaceful and tranquil but then like in, in, prison. in, in, the, in the same page though peter's like you're being irrationally nice to ben for what he did to not only new york but also you she she goes ben fully confessly no shit he confessed he was the one with my devil man walking through the city with demons and he was basically <laughs> doing what she told him to do. His, repent his repentance should be rewarded. What does that mean? Literally, Madeline gets gets to get off scot free, like you say. And and on top of that, Ben he doesn't really face any real consequences. You, you let freaking Madeline go. He has to sit in a box. <laughs> he, again, like like this is like. <sighs> Almost as bad as Magneto at the end of the first X-Men movie, where he's just sitting there in, in his in his plastic box and he's just sitting there playing <laughs> Charles <laughs> The equivalent of this is he's like, you, you, you know they're going to let me out eventually. Well, I'll be there when you do. It, you know, it's like it's like setting up a sequel that nobody fucking wants. And this is supposed to resolve, was, was, was this was, was this supposed to resolve, Ben? No, this was supposed to just <laughs> sit there in a little box and just sit there with your action figures and throw them up together and say, "Oh, looky what I'm doing! I'm gonna bring the Goblin Queen that would have came out with the Hellfire thingy, um, Hasbro." But then you know that got that got canceled. Um, but like, are you fucking kidding me? This is this the win. <laughs> Oh, you guys, Marvel made him mad. I love it when Zach gets mad. Go, Zach, go, go, go. <sighs> Bring the view count up. This is... <laughs> but, like, I, again, if you put Ben on the path to redemption at the end of the story, I'm okay. I would have been okay. But instead, you just sat there and said, no, we're going to put him in a fucking box. Think about what you did. Yeah, yeah. As 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 uh, as Ryan said, you go to the limbo jungle and think about what you did, Ben. He ain't gonna care. I'm sitting there, and you know, 
sitting there with a bog, you know, you know, just just hanging out like a, swinging on vines like Tarzan. So okay, so I I looked it up. Hang on. So for one, I want to ask the question of what a demon tower solves. That's actually that's kind of a weird thing to to do to solve the plot. But apparently, I'm looking at someone's Discord logs. Now that people are getting now that people are getting the issue, apparently the entire limbo embassy was planned in Hellions, and Maddie had the power inside her the whole time, so she could redeem herself as the Goblin Queen and have an ambassador for demons and just have it tie into X Men. Apparently, this was one of the apparently the the tower was one of the planned um, endings for Hellions, but there was no lead up to this. For whatever reason, Baja Blast Devilman raises it from the grave and i guess is this is this supposed to be is the tower that's in uh the ending of the finale supposed to be the same one that ben raises at the end of issue 18 probably maybe i don't know <laughs> i would assume so but again again why are we why are we using ben riley to settle a plot point on an X-Men book. The fuck is that? <laughs> Other than the fact that you got two clones working together. That's it. What? No. Yeah, like I like I said before, you know, this X-Men stuff just isn't oh, it, Kelly. it, uh, it bro, wasn't sorry. the uh it wasn't the the way to have this Peter and Ben confrontation. <laughs> I love how Zach turns off his screen. Just <laughs> okay. So, so I don't. We're gonna have to, to call nine one one on air. I don't know if it's actually if that's actually the ending. I'm just speculating because that's what that's, that's someone someone posted on a Discord log. Everyone can verify this. Everyone keeps saying that like he was trying to wrap up his dangling that's what he said. plot. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I mean, if he said it, then. Who are we to argue with him, I guess? <laughs> I don't care about... Zero, I'm going to be honest, I don't care about Nicola's letters page. Yeah, I don't I don't care about uh, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I, I'm one of those, like... I, I don't dislike... I don't dislike Low. Respectfully, okay? The the whole him, you know, having his clone be in charge of the letters mm -hmm. page during the event was kind of funny. Yeah. Until it got old. Right. But then, like, okay, then you, to get me super amped for next week, I got to deal with a two-part Joe Kelly story. Scott Terry Dodson, though, aren't you excited? On my list. Of <sighs> I love Terry and Rachel, okay? I love the Dodsons. Don't misunderstand. I don't love them. I don't love Joe Kelly. Okay. Joe Kelly, for the most part, has been a very inconsistent writer for me. Um, and not the guy that I would want. If it was, um, what's the guy's name that's writing? Uh, the Black Cat, Mary Jane. Jim McKay. If it was McKay, I would be, all right, I'm in. But I, to to make me excited for a Joe Kelly written Black Cat story, when this is the motherfucker that literally wrote the mask Peter, sex bullshit. Yeah, Peter railing Black Cat in a hotel room they stole with the masks on. 
this is the same guy that wrote uh, arguably my least favorite black cat spider-man stories you're expecting me to get excited for that fuck off no i'm not excited for that will i review it on the show yes <laughs> i won't i made the smart choice i got out listen i but you know what no I, i'm not gonna let uh, listen, I, I'm going to go in with open mind because Kelly is not bound to the to the edicts of Brand New Day. Okay, I, I would think he's evolved as a writer. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see. I hope. I hope that I'm wrong. I will come on here on the YouTube's in a couple of weeks, and I will say I was wrong. But, like, I. <sighs> okay, is okay. I'm gonna make a controversial take. Um, the other artist on the book, uh, Francesco Mortarino. I honestly think his art is better than Kubert's. Um, I liked Kubert quite a bit on this one. Is what I, now, is my opinion. Inked by Sal. Scott he's Hanna. In, he's inked by Scott Hanna. Okay, well that that explains it because like I, I I think he did his own inks on the last time. Oh, uh, Kubert or yeah, Kubert. And so I well, really he's, think... I don't, well, I don't know if he's inking Kubert. He's probably I think he's, he's definitely inking. Yeah, he's definitely inking him. You, you oh. look, it, it's very on. He on. might. I mean, he could. Well, I don't know that the style. I feel like I can see Hannah's style on top of uh, Moratino. Or it is really okay. It is now. really weird how he did all the breakdowns. Hubert did, but then didn't do the finishes. No, he did for at least the first couple, at least for the first half of the book. But I think it's about the time. Uh, so I'm gonna find. I think it's after Chasm gets BTFO'd by the three beams of doom. Yeah, I think that's. Mm, mm, I think it's after the the big Maddie reveal page. That's the last one he did. Maybe. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell. That's weird. I. But you can tell there's like a difference. Like there's a transition between. Um, mm -hmm. Wait, did Buchanan help? I didn't see that in the credits page. And it isn't in the credits page. <laughs> I mean, he was probably smart by not letting the name be put on there. <laughs> I mean, if if Sal did, then then okay. Cool. I, mean, I, I don't, it I don't really. Hey, Ryan. I don't really Bye, see Ryan. it. I don't see. I don't see Sal's inks anywhere. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see. I didn't see Sal was a part of it. If, if Sal was, then then cool. I'm all for Sal be something getting Marvel work. Don't get me. Don't don't get me messed up. But oh, like, also, Rec Rap is gone. He just vanishes. He he doesn't. I don't think we ever see him like go away. You spit an entire issue introducing <laughs> us to this bullshit. <laughs> You mean the best? You mean you mean the best character of the event? Don't, yeah. Don't don't slight my man, Rekrap. Don't get it twisted. That nobody asked for, and then you just have him just exit off fucking panel. Are you like, kidding me? Like I'm at, the, I'm, end, I'm, at the end, um, Peter mentions to Ben, like, "Oh yeah, um, I can't find Rekrap." <laughs> I wish he, I wish he said that to Ben. He did. He, well, I mean, he didn't say that exactly, but like, I love the way Zach said, "Like, I couldn't find Rec Rap." <laughs> there need to be there need to be missing posters around New York. 
Can we also talk about the? Can we also talk about the fact that that Spider Man was like a non was a non factor in his own event? Again, this is this is straight up the worst parts of what I disliked about. I mean, it was just it was all X Men, like it it was like the chasm the chasm stuff is like an afterthought. Even like when he's the bad guy, it's barely like it's all about Madeline's redemption arc. Chasm is like an afterthought because it feels like that this is something that. Niklo wanted that and that Zeb Wells executed and it's just it, it uh, you know Luke makes up a great point he says to be completely honest if it weren't for the fact that Scarlet Spider is going to be in uh, across the, the Spider-Verse I don't think Ben could recover from this can we also, I mean, talk, about the, can we also talk about the fact that, that well, let's not Scott- forget that let's not forget that you know Black Cat was a villain at one point and she basically got better. So anything is possible with, with, with the right writer who actually cares about the character. Again, I, I, I asked this question. I'm going to ask this question every time Ben shows up. Where the fuck's Kane? In a better book than this. He is literally leading, leading a demonic invasion. And you're telling me <laughs> he wouldn't show up for real. Okay, so so Radiac, he didn't he didn't get BTFO'd by magic. He got BTFO'd by three beams from Scott, Sink, and uh, Gene. Also, real quick, I want to point out the fact that Gene and Scott like go out of their way to call Madeline family, and Maddie has like that weird kind of face about it. But Peter never once calls Ben his brother. You could you could literally take the dialogue from Revenge of the Sith. And, you're and, my brother, Ben. I love you. <laughs> you were not supposed to become uh, part of the dark side and succumb to the darkness. You were supposed to. Here's a here's a post from one of my friends, X Men. Don't worry, Maddie. Back here's your memories. Your family, Spider Man. Ben, you're crazy. I won't give you your memories. You're trying to help you in any way. It's time to stop. I, I I mean, yes, Luke's right. Let's be real. It'd be best for. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is is it's good that Kane didn't get roped into this again? Look, but this is me thinking with the characters driving this plot, not the plot driving the characters, and that has been my biggest gripe about everything to do with Ben from the moment for the plot on that stupid helmet at the end of Beyond until now. It's been wait, which helmet? Oh, oh, the one. Oh, the one. The the memory helmet. Yeah, the memory helmet, the laser skull, the skull laser. And helmet. see, that's the thing because why? I mean, there it is, right there. Like, why not have Ben try to reconstruct that helmet and then try to force Peter to put it on again, and then they find some other way? Like, that would have been. They, they and, then, the and, then throw, <laughs> and then throw Kane into it. Like, all this X Men stuff is just out of nowhere, except you for I guess the Hellfire Gala. <laughs> Could have brought in the X Men at the end to do it, and and again, yeah. Gary wrote the, the what should have been the end of this story, but again, it's almost as if editorial said, oh, "No, no, that's too easy. That's let's too keep easy. It, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going a little. For for what? For what? Five ninety nine, baby. And, and again, that's that's where <clears throat> that's where I'm frustrated. As a fan of Ben Riley, I'm frustrated universally. I have seen nothing but dis- disdain 
for this story? I have seen nothing but just dislike. There, now, granted, what I don't support is I don't support people going one out of their harass, way. One harassing Nick Lowe because like, there, there's there's been people that were harassing Nick Lowe. As 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 bad as I hate this story, don't harass Nick Lowe. Okay, we have differences of opinion on what we feel like should be done with Ben. Me and Nick Lowe do, but that's that's it. Um, you're right. Uh, Luke does bring up a good point. If Chasm weren't Ben and it was just a new character, he'd be fine. I understand wanting a new anti-Spider-Man. I just don't understand why it had to be Ben Riley. And I think it's weird that, like, I, I brought this up last episode. I've actually brought it up multiple times that they felt a need to one. They made a huge deal about Ben being like the new Venom, like you know, ang- angsty asshole with like a. Uh, bone to pick with spider-man which is like every spider-man villain but you know yeah um or with with goo powers that's the better way to put it um but then they brought in venom for a stupid boss fight so that ben could go do magic with miss marvel and i was like what's the point of that Uh, again this entire event is the worst of event comics it's it really is one of the least it has been the biggest slog to get through even the dogs hate it um <laughs> and it, it it just it didn't it didn't feel fun i didn't have fun with this and, and you know zero um you're not wrong um, Ben Riley died in Peter Parker Spider Man 75. Um, nothing, you know, they brought back Norman in that story and they kill off Ben. And at least with Norman, they felt it felt like that there was a plan from the moment that Ben Riley has returned. It has just felt like he has been a plot convenience and been something to drive the plot. They've been trying to make him a bad guy for the better part of five years. Ben Riley, we knew, has been dead. And I know that there have been a lot of people that have been telling me that for years. And I was one of those that was very reticent to and resistant to accepting that. But if this is the type of shit that we're going to get, I don't want it. And Kelly makes does bring up a good point. She says that uh, there she means that there's a time where Nick Lowe needs a clap back. But speaking up isn't harassing or taking cheap personal shots at him. That's the point. If I was to sit there and write a letter about today's issue, I wouldn't be taking personal shots at him. I would say, look, if the plot is driving this, this, the characterization of Ben makes no sense. The motivation of Ben makes no sense. He was manipulated, and then the person that did the manipulating gets off scot-free. This this is a good comment. This, it broke Zach. <laughs> um, this was hard. This was this was a slog to get through. Um, it doesn't make me. It does not make me look forward to the next issue. If the if the point of of a story is to make me excited for the next story, uh, on a basic element, I shouldn't be feeling relief. 
that it's over. And that's what I feel right now. I feel relieved that this is over. This is, bar none, my least favorite story we've covered on this show. Bar none. Oh, yeah. What happened to Maxine Danger? Like, Are you ever going to get a follow-up to that, or did they just totally. go away? I haven't heard that name in... Speaking of character limbo. A year? <laughs> Woo! Oh, what about the Slingers? What are they up to? Yeah. Slingers? Uh, again. Marcus? All... Look, listen, listen. I'm a 90s... I love the '90s. He's a '90s dweeb. That guy, not this one. That one. Like, like I have all the, oh, not not all of them, but I have a lot of the damn retro card figures. I love the '90s Spider-Man. Um, twentieth anniversary I, of the finale of the show was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, a, a Ben Riley's, you know, co-starring uh, episode. Yeah. Yep. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's that? Ben Riley, Chasm, Hallow's Eve, Babe, wake up! It's seven. It's seven a.m. The next, the new Spider-Man cartoon's coming on. Oh man! Episode of Spectacular Spider-Man. It's coming on now. What are what are Chasm and Hallow's Eve? <laughs> yeah. The U.S. Um. recession. What are you talking uh, about? Jeff is correct. That final, that final, she's letter page was written where it was. It was, it was the whole thing. Look, I'm glad that they had fun with it. Oh, oh boy. That is a hard question for me. Okay. So the question that for your audio listeners, it says, Zach, what story was worse for Ben Riley clone conspiracy or what Zeb Wells chasm run? It's clone conspiracy because without clone conspiracy, you don't have the chasm run. The glee that that slot it felt like slot took to merciless, mercilessly kill Ben twenty seven times and revive him twenty seven times. Um felt like a slap in the face to Ben fans as much as this did because, but without that, without the, without the former, you don't have the latter. So to me, the former is worse, but this is on that level. Like it's like, here's clone conspiracy. Here's chasm for me. Like they're right there. The, the, the margins between the two are very close. But I feel like because Clone Conspiracy reveled in the evil of Ben and derailing his character and derailed his character, that I I just feel like that Clone Conspiracy was the worst thing to happen to Ben. The fact that his re- the fact that his revival was so bad. Haha! I killed Miles Warren. Time to resurrect everyone as clones. And, well, and again. Who's to say he killed Miles? And I know that 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 Slot tried to put plot contrivance to make sure that that was the Miles Warren. I don't believe Miles Warren's ever dead. Okay, <laughs> nothing in the character's histories. It's like it's like his excuse with Mysterio. Oh, how is Mysterio back? You know, how is Quentin Beck back? He oh, he's his death. Yeah, he's Mysterio. Uh, you know. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Well, it, it, exactly. We we here's the difference. <laughs> if Gerard had read this, or Donovan, Donovan quit. He dropped ASM because of this. He literally dropped ASM because of of uh, of this story. Right? No, he dropped. He he had picked it back up. No. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, he picked it back up. On Twitter, he literally dropped. I, I gotta find. I gotta find this. I follow him. I gotta see this. Yeah, he's like, I, I think he said, uh, uh, "Fuck this!" Like literally. Um, mm. I, I saw that, and just again, you know, uh, Kevin, he hated, uh, he hated the very concept of chasm, and dropped it. I think with Beyond. I don't know if he picked it up. Um. Josh, he picks things up sporadically. He's so busy with his DC stuff. I don't know how much he's really, you know, emotionally investing in reading. Um, Radiac says, this event is indicative of the current state of ASM. Uh, hence why, in his opinion, it's the worst spider Spidey story. There's no editorial meddling, just an awful story with where this is what we can expect moving forward. Um, and Vinkman says, says, Correctly, it goes back to what he was saying earlier. It's, the run has been so bad; it's making people drop the book. The problem is, is the villains of the, of this run have been the such the strength that when we get to this event, the that strength is bungled. Well, actually, really, I think it's uh, Venkman's comment right here. Dark Web is so bad; it's making fans like me drop the book. And people still buying it are older readers features just for completion's sake. I, I don't have this kind of patience. Not something like a happy ending for Ben. But it feels like there's there's no end. The, I don't, the, blood, the blood machine must keep turning. Listen, I, I was the guy in twenty in in twenty eleven. I was at San Diego Comic Con begging to bring back Ben Riley. If I had known if <laughs> that I had, monkey's that monkey's paw, holy shit, that finger curled. Uh, if I had known what I was getting, if I get. If I had Dr. Doom's time machine, I would go back back in time, slap my very long-haired version of myself, and say, bro, you don't want it. You, <laughs> you don't want it. Just let him be. Not with this group. Um, You know, I, we did get good stuff. I, I did like uh, Chris Yo's Scarlet Spider run, for the most part. But again, it seems like all these all these runs end really badly. Like Yost Scarlet Spider, Peter David Scarlet Spider, um, King and Black was was a decent ending. Was probably the best ending of the last few years. The best final issue was um, Zdarsky's Spec Run. So yeah, and then. Like, why do we have Gwen Warren running around in the... What? Since when? Wait, oh, this is in the uh, X-Men Infinity... The in Marvel Infinity comics, I think. Don't ask questions. It, yeah, well, I mean... he. It, um, you're right. Luke's right. He says, honestly, for him, as bad as Jackal Ben was, he thought he was helping the world up until he went in full genocide mode anyway. Well, but I didn't no, even... I, no, he didn't think he was helping the world because he wanted to replace everyone with clones and give them the pill. Well, at, 
in the beginning though if you recall he was he was trying to give people like their own lint like their clone grown limbs and stuff like that but he was also saying damn the side effects which was that people people's bodies were rejecting it because it wasn't real you know real organs but there i mean there was you could have you could have distilled through some of the bad to the good but then it, once once he went full heel he was a tweener acting like he was a face and then he went full heel and when he when the heel turn happened it was just like a it was instantaneous and then he was like i'm going to replace everybody with clones and he just becomes miles warren circa uh, maximum clonage all over again um that's wrestling lingo everybody <laughs> yeah sorry yeah that, that's that's wrestling parliaments faces are good guys heels are bad guys um but yes gwen gwen warren i i think i had heard this and i i i, I was confused didn't she die in a in uh superior spider-man team up no she died okay so gwen Joyce Del- Gwen Warren is Joyce Delaney. Okay, no, I could have I could have sworn that like there was a, there was a Gwen clone in Superior Spider-Man team up. It was not Superior Spider-Man team up. Yes, there was a Gwen clone, but it wasn't Gwen Warren. Okay, I'm thinking of the one that you, that uh, was it Yost and Shadow Drew. Yes, that that's what you're talking. I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. She's just a Gwen clone. That was just oh, a okay. Gwen. So Joyce Delaney was killed in the Deadly Foes of Spider-Man one shot. With the uh, with the uh, uh, Phil Urich Hobgoblin on the cover. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. By a supposedly the original Gwen clone, which was a prototype for the Carrion virus that we had never seen before, written by Fred Van Lente. Oh, uh, oh I was talking about the one the one uh, that was a prelude to Spider Island, the one yes. that came out after Grim Hunt. Yes. Yes. So. Supposedly, Joyce Laney was killed. Now, I, I guess through Kakoan magic, I guess she could be brought back. But um, let me see if I can find out how she got brought back. One sec. Because like that, that, that to me is like she was she was definitively killed off. And I remember being utterly pissed off. And I remember Josh especially being pissed off. He like he called Gerard and ranted for thirty minutes about it because the amount of continuity errors in that in that one book alone was just so so freaking absurd okay like they, hang on oh i found okay so um my favorite one was when they referenced the shea stadium incident and for some reason had the gwen um stacy clone being strapped to the bomb when okay, it was so this, is, so this isn't this isn't joyce delaney this is a different uh gwen clone this is the one from avenging spider-man number 15 the one where you think the one where uh spock team up with the x-men okay okay so this is this, okay it, it, it's been kind of around for it's uh, uh yeah it's in the x-men limited infinity comic but i was one. like i say like I, I guess i guess she just was a clone that assumed gwen gwen warren's life because gwen warren originally was the gwen stacy clone the original the gwen stacy clone from the 70s yeah it's, okay so nature girl so nature girl and armageddon man sought out gwen activated her spider transformation power it's the one that transformed into a spider Hey, but you know what I'm talking. No, you don't know what I'm talking about. Never mind. Yeah, but uh, so between between you and Zero, I think I've got it. So okay, all right, all right. So that makes a little more sense. Makes a little more sense. But Gwen Warren originally was Joyce Delaney. Like that is that is fact. <laughs> I will get Josh on the phone to confirm. 
because he's my continuity app. Um, but all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be a mind fuck though? If if you're Peter and you show up, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're seeing like Gwen again. <laughs> You're supposed to be dead again. Like, I just saw you. I just saw you because the progenitor. Well, I, he, he doesn't know that Joyce Delaney was killed because she was killed in France. Oh yeah. Hi. Don't forget your laundry. Okay, bye. <laughs> Don't forget your laundry, Neil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What a what a last nope. episode, huh? What was, that, what was that quote from the JMS run? It's like, don't forget to wear clean underwear or always wear clean underwear or something. Aunt May yeah. says to Peter. Yeah. All right, so we'll take uh, we'll take some live comments to, to, to wrap this episode up. <sighs> this has been a wild one. All right, um, I guess the question is final thoughts, Adam. Uh, let's see. Great art. Too much X Men. Uh, Apologies for the language in this episode. What else? You were, like, you were, I you guess, were more naughty than I was. That I was guess. Uh, I guess there's always hope that Ben can still get better, but I guess we're not holding our breath. <laughs> At least Zach isn't. Um, if I held my breath, I'd be dead. I'm content. I'm content with him literally being in his peaceful limbo and not uh, taking him out anytime soon, unless they really want to do like a, you know, a big redemptive battle between him and Peter. But I think uh, him being in having a life sentence in peaceful limbo jail is good enough for me. (laughs) <laughs> the Peterson. I I definitely won't be doing that next week. But, uh, but you know, poor Janine didn't deserve this, but you know, uh, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go read it because I'm a masochist. A yeah. bit. Um, it does have a really cool uh, Green Goblin uh, variant cover uh, by, by Alex Ross. Um, God. We had a very lively chat tonight, so thank you um, for being a part of it. To uh, Zero, Soflo, um, well, thank you, thank Radiac, you, Zach, so Luke. Uh, yeah, it just it, this was a very uh, Radiac, uh, Jeffrey, Luke, Kelly. Uh, thank you guys for and Ryan, of course. Um, thank you guys. This was a very fun episode even though I was miserable. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, final thoughts to Neil. Well, this was not the issue I wanted to go out on. Like I did, I did want, I wanted to leave, but it's a shame that the ending, that ending with as big of a wet fart as this was the one that I chose to go out on. You can always come back for the black cat two parter. no, <laughs> I'm I'm going cold turkey, baby. You can't stop me now. Um, 
All right, Freddie Mercury. That's what that. That's what. Can't stop me now because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Um, Literally, Neil when he leaves the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a good time with that. He's doing number while he's doing his laundry later. (laughs) Um. Walk up and be like, "What are you doing?" And, and you're like, "I'm having a good time, I'm having a good time." But uh, but yeah, it's it's been a fun run. Um, whoever whoever takes my uh, place on the show, you've got both big shoes to fill, but no standards at all. So <laughs> yeah, uh, so he'll be behind the scenes. Um, we'll be uh, doing more. Uh, I made the th- I made the thumbnail for the Mayday for the make my Mayday interview, so you'll see a lot more of my work in print, I guess. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, Radiac says he's at least being intrigued by the uh, being sent from Felicia um, as to be made a point with the MJ team up mini. Then is coming up next. Hopefully, that shows a promise for a good story. Uh, Jeffrey says, "Thank you guys for providing a good show, Neil. It's been real." Um, all right. So without further ado, I do believe I'm going to do, I'm going to do this one live. The outro. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Spidey Dude Experience. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to us in the audio editions, be sure to check out our other great shows here on the Spidey Radio Network, such as Amazing Spider-Man Classics with, uh, Jack and Hobby Trujillo. Uh, we've got Spectacular Radio, Zachary Spidey Podcast, part of the Spidey News Radio Vault of Podcasts, along with Clone Saga Chronicles. Uh, we got the Salvusima Era Podcast with Chris Demond. Uh, I was just, my episode was just uploaded. Uh, the last couple of episodes have had me on there, so uh, we're slowly but surely getting to uh, being caught up with that and having all the episodes out. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, Books of X will be um, Patreon exclusive, but the uh, first one will be out live on the channel. So, uh, gotta thank our patrons before we get out of here. Gotta thank them. Gotta go Vinkman, Scott, Greg, Kigar, Phoenician, Kale, Georgia, Jessica, Catherine, Cindy, Jorgen, Laura, and our newest Patreon member, Master Dameron. Also, be sure to check out Voices from the Erie, a Gargoyles podcast. It is one of our most popular shows here on the Respite Dude Radio Network. And uh, also, don't forget, next episode that's going to be dropping on the channel will be Make Mine Mayday with the three the three people in charge of Spider-Girl. So thanks for watching, guys. See you next Wednesday if you're watching that. And uh, looking forward to it. We'll see you next time here on the Spidey Dude Radio Network.